Did you know that BDSM and kink are healthy outlets for aggression, imagination, and attention? Hi, welcome to The Partition, home of kinky wellness. My name is Dana Shergel, and I am a sexual wellness instructor that dives deep into all things kinky. I'm here to show why kinky sexual wellness deserves a rightful spot within the wellness conversation. So let's talk about it. Hey, and welcome back. Before we even get started, I want to say I'm sorry. I know that although I was officially back in Canada about two weeks ago, my body just hit a wall. And I would say that I definitely went through some culture shock. Uh, it, I don't, I don't know. It took me, it's taken me a lot longer to bounce back from this last trip. And uh, I'm serious when I say it's taken about two weeks for me to get back on track here. So I'm sorry that you had to wait a few weeks for this episode, but I am excited to be back and to get back on track and to get the ball rolling on all things kinky related again. So without wasting any more time, let's just jump right into it. So a few weeks ago, I told you how I was going to expand on banned foods within Canada and United States. But I want to stress that it's not necessarily the food, but rather the ingredients that are being put into our food that I want to talk to you about today. But before I even begin, I want to remind you that I am not a doctor. Do not take this as medical advice. I'm not telling you what to eat or how to live your life. Rather, I am just shining a light on concerns that have been raised in other parts of the world and how it's your right to know of these concerns. Also, I myself have had to overcome my own food struggles because about four years ago, I used to weigh close to 60 pounds heavier than I am right now. And although a part of that was due to stress, I certainly didn't care or really know about what foods I was putting into my body. For instance, craft Singles, right? I used to have grilled cheese all the time. Now, did you know that craft Singles can't actually call themselves cheese because there's not enough ingredients in a craft single to actually get the title cheese. And that's why they switched all their marketing around. So it's not even real food. Like this is not real organic, not even organic. Like this is literally just made up in a lab. Like it's not good for you. So really after making the decision to eat cleaner and more organic, that's when I got sent down a rabbit hole of some shocking things that are allowed to sit on our shelves of our grocery stores which made me face the reality of just because something is on the grocery shelf doesn't make it safe to eat. So I believe sharing this knowledge is a responsibility I have. And just like Dr. Andres says, once you get your nutrition in check, everything just gets better. And this includes your sex life, which is why today I will be focusing on certain ingredients that have other countries banning it or labeling the packaging with warning signs like they do with cigarettes and alcohol. I also want to make a note that for most of the podcast, I will be referencing the Center for Science in the Public Interest, or CPSI for short. CPSI is an independent science-based consumer advocacy organization that was founded in 1971. Their vision is to create a healthy population and reduce the impact and burden of preventable diseases and to create a food system that makes healthy, sustainable food accessible to all. As always, I will include their links as well as any other references I use in the description, but I highly encourage you to check out their website for yourself. So getting started, today's episode will touch on six things. 
food coloring dyes, potassium bromate, shukulis, butylated hydroxylin, bromylated vegetable oil, and phthalates. By the end of this episode, you're going to know a little bit more about what these chemicals are, how common they are, and the harms that they do. Starting with food dyes, there's seven of them, which the U.S. Food and Drug Administration divides into two categories, certifiable color additives and exempt color additives. Certifiable color additives are created from petroleum, and yes, I said petroleum, or coal tars, and are essentially synthetic chemicals created in laboratories. These color dyes are referred to as artificial colors. The second category of dyes are exempt color additives, and they are processed from certain plants, animals, or mineral sources. But just because technically the origins of these dyes are seen as, quote, natural by law, that doesn't mean they are safe. An example of this is a substance called carmine. Now, technically, carmine is natural, but carmine has been shown to cause severe allergic reactions. But really, regardless of where they come from, food dyes have absolutely no nutritional value whatsoever. They are simply for aesthetics in foods, mostly targeted towards children. The seven dyes go as the following. Blue number one, also known as brilliant blue. Blue two. Green three, also known as fast green. Red three. Red 40, which is also called Allura red. Yellow five and yellow six, which is also known as sunset yellow. In 2007, the University of Southampton were able to link food dyes to hyperactivity in children, which prompted a few European countries to outright ban yellow five and six. And for any other foods with food dyes, Europe at least has to put a warning label on the package. But the rules are not the same here. For instance, again, the company that we know, Kraft, has removed the dyes from their foods in countries like Europe and replaced them with healthier options. But in the U.S., Kraft's Oscar Mayer Lunchables still contain several of these dyes, and they are not the same product in Europe. But let's go through the dyes themselves. For blue one, according to the CSBI, there's one unpublished animal test that suggested a small cancer risk and a test tube study indicating that the dye might affect neurons. For blue two, there were animal studies done that found, but according to the FDA, not conclusive, evidence that caused brain cancer in male rats. For green three, there was an industry-sponsored study dating all the way back to 1981 that showed signs of bladder and testy tumors in male rats. For red three, there's evidence that this dye causes thyroid tumors in rats that dates back to 1983. But when the FDA tried to ban this dye, it was overruled because of the pressure from the cherry industry and the U.S. Department of Agriculture because red three is what's used to color maraschino cherries. But on a happier note, as of right now, it has been replaced by the less controversial Red 40 dye. But regardless, in 2022, CSPI and 23 other organizations and scientists urged the FDA to formally remove Red 3 from the list of approved color additives in foods, dietary supplements, and oral medicines. Because studies are coming out that this is a carcinogenic to humans. But as of right now, the FDA hasn't done anything about it. Then we have yellow five. This is the second most widely used coloring, and it causes an allergic-like hypersensitivity reaction in some adults and can trigger hyperactivity in some children. 
Yellow five can sometimes be contaminated with such cancer causing substances like benzenine or four anamino biphenyl. And even when it doesn't, yellow five can still have chemicals in it that the body will later convert to those substances. Then there's yellow six. Industry sponsored animal tests indicated that this dye causes tumors of the arginal gland and kidney. Yellow six also has small amounts of several carcinogenics, just like the ones that I mentioned for yellow five. However, the FDA reviewed those data and found reasons to conclude that yellow six does not pose a significant risk to humans. And although that might be the case here in the West, other countries do not agree with the FDA and have banned it entirely. So basically, there's evidence that food dyes do absolutely nothing nutritional for you that can cause anything from allergies to hypersensitivity to cancer. So really, it might just be best to stay away from anything with food dyes in them. The next ingredient that will take a hit in your overall health is potassium bromate. Potassium bromate is used in prepackaged bread and is actually banned in Canada, Peru, the European Union, China, Brazil, Nigeria, India, and South Korea because this substance is known to cause thyroid and kidney cancer in lab rats and mice and has been deemed a carcinogenic. However, potassium bromate is still used in the U.S. and Japan and can be found in their white flour, bread, and rolls. According to the CSPI, this additive has long been used to increase the volume of bread and to produce bread with a fine crumb structure. Most bromate rapidly breaks down to form inocose bromide. However, bromide itself is what causes cancer in animals. So if you're traveling or living in the U.S. or Japan, watch for this cancer-causing ingredient. Next is sucralose, or better known as Splenda, which is a sugar replacement chemical and was first approved in the U.S. in 1998. And Splenda can be found in soft drinks, baked goods, and products labeled sugar-free, diet, or no sugar added. And even in things like frozen dinners and English muffins. Splenda is used widely around the world. However, in 2016, an independent Italian laboratory published a large study on mice that found that sucralose caused leukemia and related blood cancers in male mice that were exposed to it throughout their life. And in some mice, they had health issues from even before birth because this chemical can be passed through breast milk. This is also the same Italian lab that published their studies outlining how aspartame caused cancer in rats and mice several years earlier. But when it comes to sucralose or Splenda, there's ton of debate. Of course, all industry-founded studies showed unconclusive results. However, the independent ones clearly showed that it causes cancer. Personally, I'll put my trust in an independent study over an industry-paid study any day of the week because the conflict of interest just isn't there. So if you're a splendid drinker, just think about it for a minute and check out some independent research on it for yourself before drinking it again. I feel that jaggery is a good alternative or more organic sources of sugar. Next, we have butylated hydroxytolin, or BHT for short, and the related butylated hydroxysole. I hope I'm saying that one right. But anyways, that short form is BHA. 
BHT and BHA are actually preservatives and not actually food, but they keep food and other perishable products, quote, fresh a lot longer and are often used in things like breakfast cereals, which is super popular here. However, the International Agency for Research on Cancer classifies BHA as a possible human carcinogenic because cancer studies show that animals exposed to BHA cause benign and malignant tumors in rats, mice, and hamsters, and even another study showed that it gave fish liver cancer. Unfortunately, this preservative is added to basically everything from thousands of prepackaged foods to cosmetics to medicine, which really only highlights the need for us to find more natural and organic options and solutions. And just think about it for a second. Natural foods break down eventually. It's not normal for food to be left alone and to sit there for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks for nothing to happen to it. That should be the weird part. Like it should be weird that quote, nothing happens to it. But we're just all so used to it. And I think that's what it is. We need to become not used to it again. We need to rewrite this. It's not right. Then we have brominated vegetable oil or BVO. So BVO is what keeps flavored oils in suspension. And it gives like this cloudy appearance to citrus flavored soft drinks. This ingredient though is flame retardant. And in some people it causes skin lesions, memory loss, and nerve problems. In 2013, Pepsi agreed to remove BVO from Gatorade, but it didn't remove it from every country. Then in 2014, Coca-Cola and Pepsi announced they were removed BVO from all their beverages. But even as right now, BVO is still in things like Mountain Dew. As of May, 2023, two US states, California and New York, we're considering banning the use of BVO in foods because it acts as an endocrine disruptor, especially affecting the thyroid hormone, and it can even harm the reproductive system. Currently, BVO is used in Sundrop, which is made by Dr. Pepper Snapple Group, and numerous generic citrus sodas like Walmart sodas, Dollar General sodas, and pops called Orangette, and Stars and Stripes in the US and Canada. But in places like Europe, India, and Japan, BVO is banned. Not like drinking soft drinks is a good thing, but drinks with BBO should definitely, definitely be taken off your list. Lastly, we have phthalates. Now, phthalates are not a food item, but a group of chemicals that help plastic become more durable and are placed in most food packaging. And honestly, after what seeing what phthalates are in, this also seems like they're in everything too. But phthalates are chemicals that are affecting people's hormonal systems and are linked to a range of serious health issues, including premature birth, birth defects, infertility, miscarriages, breast cancer, diabetes, asthma, ADHD, obesity, neurodevelopment issues, behavioral issues, autism spectrum issues, and male fertility issues. It is literally caused and connected to so many things. It's so bad. It's so bad. In 2016, a coalition of health and environmental advocates petitioned the FDA to ban companies' use of phthalates and plastic used to package and produce food. And after unlawfully delaying its decision for literally years, while the evidence against this stuff just like kept popping up, the FDA officially denied the petition in May 2022. But currently, the Alaska Community Actions on Toxins, Breast Cancer Prevention Partners, Center for Environmental Health, Center for Food Safety, Center for Science and the Public Interest, 
Defend Our Health, Environmental Defense Fund, and Learning Disabilities Association of America, and even Earth Justice have all formally requested the FDA to reconsider its decision to deny the petition, but still no change has been done. But because of toxics like this, I definitely recommend doing some research on heavy metal detoxes and how that might help you because there are things out there called forever chemicals and it's our responsibility to do what we can to limit our exposure to them. And what we eat matters and what we preserve our food with matters because our body is machine and it requires the right type of fuel. And when we don't provide it with the right stuff, it's going to start breaking down on us. And we really need to realize that not our food is created equal. We can take GMOs for an example. GMOs are genetically modified organisms, and they include plants, animals, or microorganisms whose genetic makeup is artificially modified or altered. Now, according to the World Population Review, despite biotech industry promises, no evidence actually shows that any GMOs currently on the market show an increased yield, enhanced nutrition, drought tolerance, or any other consumer benefit. And that the safety of GMOs is generally unknown because there's lack of credible, independent, long-term feeding studies. Actually, in fact, there are 64 countries around the world which require GMO food to be labeled, including the EU, Australia, and Japan. However, in Canada and the US, GMO foods are totally legal and don't need a label, but... Countries like France, Germany, Australia, Greece, Hungary, the Netherlands, Luxembourg, Bulgaria, Poland, Denmark, Slovenia, Italy, Croatia, Algeria, Madagascar, Turkey, Saudi Arabia, Belize, Ecuador, Peru, Venezuela, and even Russia have all outright banned GMOs. And I'm pretty sure I missed a couple countries, but there you have it. Some people, you know, they don't see an issue with GMOs and some people prefer to eat food that hasn't been messed around with. But again, from my own experience, the more clean and organic I ate, the healthier I looked and felt. My skin got better, my energy increased, my mood swings were cut in half, and the way my body looked on the outside started to resemble how I felt on the inside because, truth be told, even when I had the extra weight, I always felt energetic. I, I, I felt on the inside differently than what I looked. And so when my body started matching how I feel on the inside, you know, gained a lot of confidence there. I was really excited. I love looking at myself in the mirror, right? (laughs) And, you know, I know that we all have long days, but if you fuel yourself right, you'd be surprised with how long you can actually last when you pair that with a good night's sleep. But this basically sums up some chemicals you need to watch out for. And I want to remind you that there's a lot of lists. These are just a few that I picked out for today's episode. But I want to remind you to take responsibility with how you take care of yourself. And this is not just in a sexual health context, but your entire health. But before I wrap up, I do have an announcement to make, which I'm super excited about because this year I will be speaking on the benefits of kinky wellness at the Everything to Do with Sex Show in Toronto, which is happening October 14th to October 16th. And the entire weekend is going to be filled with nonstop entertainment, seminars, tons of shopping, live demonstrations, prizes, and so much more. And honestly, this is where I first learned about how good CMOS is for you. So you really don't know what you're going to learn or experience or see. 
And that's why you should go and get your ticket using the links in the description under Toronto Taboo Show and come out to the Everything to Do with Sex show in Toronto. And if you've been listening to the show since the beginning, you'll know that I actually went last year for the first time. So it's pretty wild to me to be going back this year and presenting. Uh, Kinky wellness is something that I'm very passionate about. And I wholeheartedly believe in the power of kinky wellness and how BDSM and kink are healthy outlets for aggression, imagination, and attention. So if you want to hear me speak or get to know me or come say hi, make sure to get your tickets and mark off the weekend of October 13th to the 15th. Also, the partition will be having a booth there, so come and get your spicy selfie. And to enter for a chance to win a BDSM and Kink Basics gift pack, which includes handcuffs and a little whip and a bunch of fun stuff like that. And secondly, for Monday's episode, we will be joined by Taboo Talks creator Sam Panda. Sam is an enthusiastic young lady who connected with me via Instagram from India while I was over there. And she is a trainee counselor and a certified sexuality educator who will be talking to me about her sexual education experiences and background in the field. So let's keep the kinky ball rolling and come back on Monday. As usual, if you want to stay connected on all things kinky, then follow me on Instagram at the partition underscore life. And if you want to take your first steps into your kinky wellness journey with the BDSM and kink basics, head over to the partition.life where I make it easier to learn your partnership, impact, and plan and prep basics. But that is it for me. As always, stay kinky.